Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless Holy Spirit. We come into your presence to study the word that we might be equipped to serve the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. And let this time of fellowship with the brethren be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Beloved, you are welcome to Bible Platform and I'm continuing my series on the God of the Holy Bible. The God of the Holy Bible. Today we're going to look at the God of the Holy Bible as God of mercy. God of mercy. He's not a scary God. He's not a vindictive God. He's not a ruthless God. He's a God of mercy. He's the God who knows our weakness, understands our psyche in a way that we ourselves don't even understand. And he's always ready to show us mercy. Now when you read the Bible, right from the patriarchs, Cumulated up to the advent of Jesus Christ. From the patriarchs up to the advent of Jesus Christ. You see this peculiar nature of God. That God is merciful. God is so merciful. That even when we are destroying ourselves. God doesn't take pleasure in allowing us to destroy ourselves. But he comes through for us. He comes through for us. So when Jesus walked the earth. You see I'm going to be unfolding some scriptures. You see how. People who needed his attention will always tap into that mercy aspect of God and cry unto him that he should have mercy on them. Because they, they, they knew and understood that the God of the Bible is the God of mercy. It is very important. You see, knowledge, I will always stress, knowledge, I mean true knowledge, epignosis, full knowledge of God, the Bible God, not head knowledge, heart knowledge, that comes by revelation. That comes by illumination of the scriptures. Places you above all arguments and all emotional tantrums. You know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is God. And that places you above anything that will try to take you out of the remit of God's desire and blessing for your life. Jesus Christ put it aptly this way that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That means that anyone who doesn't know the truth or have the revelation of the truth of God as pertaining to the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, is still in darkness. It's still in darkness. So, our devotion today will focus, as I said, on the mercy of God. This attribute that manifested in no ordinary person than God himself in flesh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. In Exodus 15, verse 13, as Israel crossed the Red Sea and they began to enjoy their newfound freedom, they recognized the fact that their deliverance had come to them not by their own wisdom or might or anything that they have done for God. Indeed, they contended with Moses when Moses was having a hard time convincing Pharaoh to let them go and Pharaoh was reacting harshly towards them. So they knew that if it were for performance, they wouldn't have come out of bondage. 
So in Exodus 15, 13, this was their testimony. The King James Version. Thou in thy mercy, they were speaking about God, thou in thy mercy hast led forth thy people, which thou hast redeemed. Thou in thy mercy. Note that word, mercy. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. So God led them in his mercy. So if you take out the mercy of God, they will still have remained in bondage. And they knew it. Because per their own performance, they knew that there was no way they could have come out of bondage and be led the way they were being led by God himself. If it were not for the mercy of God. Can I suggest to you, if you are struggling in your walk with Christ and trying to do it by yourself, trying to achieve goals without counting on the mercy of God, you messed up. You, you just begin to experience some spiritual dryness. It doesn't matter what you did wrong. The door of mercy is still open and God will welcome you back like the prodigal son was welcomed by his dad. And that's more important why you need to understand this nature of God. That is a God of mercy. Let me give you an example from the building of the tabernacle. And God told Moses to build a tabernacle in Exodus 25. And God showed Moses the kind of finishing that should be in the tabernacle. One very important item that was placed in the tabernacle was the ark. The ark of God would contain the law. But above the ark... God asked Moses to place a seat on the throne of mercy. God asked Moses to construct a throne. And that throne was described as the throne of mercy. And so above the law, God is seated on the throne of mercy. What does that tell us? It tells us that even though God is a God of judgment, and God judges wrong, in the midst of judgment, God dispenses mercy. So as a sinner... You may rightly assume that you deserve the judgment of God. But God is saying to you that yes, I'm a God of judgment. But above my judgment, I have placed mercy. So you can rise above judgment and tap into the mercy of God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. And this is so unique about our God. The God of the Holy Bible. He's a God of mercy. So in Exodus 25, 17, God told Moses, and thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Why was the mercy seat to be constructed in pure gold? This is the reason. This is the reason. Gold represents kingship or royalty. And the one to sit on that mercy seat is the king of kings and the lord of lords. God himself. He cannot sit on a silver seat. So he said, Moses, make the mercy seat of pure gold. And note the adjective that describes the gold. It must be pure. Not adulterated gold. So the things we give to God in response to his mercy should be adequate enough to reflect his purity. And what are the things that we can give to God more pleasing than our heart? A pure heart. A heart so sold out on God that there's no space for the devil to occupy the mercy of God. So this God of the Holy Bible is the God of mercy. Again, let me read from Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, the verses 4 to 6. And you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or 
on the earth beneath or the waters below. You shall not bow down to them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. By showing mercy, this is the key. This is the key. This is the key. By showing mercy to a thousand generations. I want you to think. To a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Even though I'm a God of judgment. And even though my judgment can spread to the fourth generation. I still open up the door of mercy to those who love me to walk through it. So, there may be some judgment hanging over the head of your family because of the sins of the fathers. But I'm here to tell you that there is a door of mercy through the blood of Jesus Christ that you can walk through. And that judgment or curse that's hanging over your family cannot touch you. Because you have moved beyond law and you have touched love. Because this God of love, or the God who gave the law, is also a God of love. Unlimited love. It's a God of mercy. Mercy is above the law. Mercy is above judgment. And God wants you and I to not only understand that he's a God of mercy, but to reach out and tap into the mercy of God. Now listen to something carefully. In Exodus 25, 21 and 22, the verse 21, God instructed Moses to put the mercy seat above the ark or upon the ark. And then verse 22, the first part, I'm reading Exodus 25. The first part read, And there I will meet with thee on the mercy seat. And there I will meet with thee and commune with thee above the mercy seat. So God was going to meet with Moses speaking from the mercy seat and not from the point of view of the law because Moses cannot survive. The Bible said nobody could fulfill the law, the demands of the law. Moses could not have survived meeting God at the point of judgment and none of us can fulfill the law in his fullness. So by grace and mercy and compassion, we have access, free access into the throne room of God. That's why scripture says, come boldly, come boldly before the throne of grace so you can find mercy unto yourselves. So the God of the Bible is not a scary figure that you should be running away from. You should be running rather towards him. You should be responding to the call of Christ that says, come to me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. When you take your eyes off the mercy of God, you carry burdens that you shouldn't carry. Because you get frustrated and you be thinking, I'm going through all this. Who is going to help me? Meanwhile, God, who has promised that when we go through the fire, it will be with us. When we go through the waters, it will be with us. On the basis of his mercy, he's waiting to help us, to empower us, so we can overcome whatever comes our way. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back.
Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hansen Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. Now, 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 6. 1 Kings 3, 6, King Solomon gave a testimony about God. He testified about the great mercy of God toward his father. And I want to read that. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. Great mercy. I like the way he put it. Thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. If you read the book of Psalms, it is loaded, loaded with David's songs of praise. And most of it centered around the mercy that God has shown him, which his son Solomon is testifying about. Arguably the most popular Psalm, Psalm 23, the verse number 6. What did David say? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Now, David was not a spotless, sinless child of God or follower of God or servant of God, whatever we choose to call him or describe him at this point. David committed some of the most vicious sins that you can think about. He caused to be killed an innocent man fighting the battles of the Lord. David conspired and had the man killed. He has seduced the man's wife impregnated the woman beyond that he caused the man to be killed what what other vicious sin does a man need to commit to offend the holiness of god but david rightly repented that's the key and he tapped into the mercy of god he cried for mercy he said thee holy have i offended and done this evil in thy sight take not thy holy spirit for me but restore to me the joy of thy salvation. And what is the joy of thy salvation? You can only receive the joy of God's salvation when you tap into the mercy of God. When you tap into the mercy of God. Many times when you talk to people who do not know Christ, and especially when they are a bit book long and they reject everything God because in the things of the flesh, they have more than enough to eat and more than enough of the goodies of life and so they count themselves champions of life the thing that life is about what you can do and whoever doesn't have doesn't have because of one reason because they haven't worked hard enough but folks it's a matter of only hard work hard work is important and i fully endorse it i don't endorse laziness but the point is this that if it's only a matter of hard work i've seen people work so hard so hard sweating in the sun Doing the best they can do. At the end of the day, having pittance. Almost nothing to show except maybe some few money that they can gather to, to have one meal for that day. Look, beyond sacrifice, we have to depend and crave the mercy of God. Because it is stronger, it is higher, it is deeper, and it is larger than any sacrifice we can make. Listen to this scripture. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 verse 7. But if you had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. 
ye would not have condemned the guiltless. See, sometimes we speak against people, we pronounce them guilty, we try to use ourselves as the measuring rod because we have not come into the situation in which they are. And we don't even know what created the platform or that created the kind of environment for them to sink to where they are today. Be careful. It is not because of your sacrifice that God has brought you that far. It may be part of it. But Jesus Christ is saying that if you have known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. The sacrifice is not the yardstick for God's performance. It may be part of it. But there is a higher yardstick. There is a higher demand from the heart of God that he wants us to reach out for. And it is the mercy of God. He's a God of mercy. If you don't have mercy, you don't have God. At least this I know that if you are bereft of mercy, you don't have mercy. You can walk in mercy. An eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, you don't have the spirit of Jesus. Bible says in Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy because mercy is like a seed you sow it you reap it let me read it again Matthew 5 7 blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy so you see many times Jesus Christ will be in town and people cry to him they want their healing what do they say they cry to him and tap into his mercy ask him to have mercy on them let me read one scripture to buttress that point. Matthew 17, 15. Lord, have mercy on my son. Lord, have mercy on my son. So when we approach God, this is one thing we shouldn't miss out on. That we are coming to a God of mercy. And when we reach out to the mercy of God, we are touching the very core of what makes God God. And the river flows to meet our every need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Bible says salvation comes to us through the mercy of God. If you take the mercy out, none of us will be saved. Let's turn over to the book of Psalm 109. Psalm 109, verse 26. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to thy mercy. So when you ask him for God's salvation, let's even go personal now. When circumstances not going your way and you are under so much pressure and you are crying out to God, the one thing you should zero in on is His mercy. Have mercy upon me, O oh God. And I promise you what? That is the kind of prayer that will touch the heart of God. Now David said in Psalm 90 verse 14, Oh, I like it when David shout, Oh, oh, satisfy me early with thy mercy. Satisfy us early with thy mercy. Bring it on. Lord, he's saying, God, bring it on. We want your mercy to come and let it come early. Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy. For what reason? He continues and says, that we may rejoice and be glad in our days. I tell you, my friend, this one thing I know and can testify about that if you want to really enjoy your days on this earth, count on the mercy of God. Count on the mercy of God. So, I love to pray this prayer with my church. When we end the service, we confess Psalm 23 verse 6. 
We confess the benediction in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Then we confess Psalm 23, verse 6. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Shall follow me for how long? All the days of my life. Now imagine that. That as you speak the word, the word goes ahead. Jesus said the word I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So you speak the word in faith and you proclaim the mercy of God. You tap into the mercy of God. Whatever happens, you are short of the presence of God. And you are short of the peace of God. Because you are not counting on your own strength. But you are relying on the mercy of God. Hallelujah. And this mercy never fails. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, verses 1, 2 Timothy 1, 16 and 18. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. So Paul blessed the saint for showing him so much help and affection. And what did Paul ask for him? Mercy. Mercy. And Paul asked for mercy upon his life. Now verse 18 of the same, 2 Timothy 1, 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Are you prepared to tap into this blessing? You will just be a blessing to somebody and the person will, will be moved to such an extent that he will speak the mercy of God upon your life. Beloved, the God we worship is a God of mercy. And so Hebrews 4.16 tells us, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let us come boldly. There is no need to waver. There is no need to be fearful. If you would take this word serious and show mercy, God will show you mercy. I've told you it's like a seed. If you sow it, you will reap it. The God of the Bible is a God of mercy. And those who serve him and those who worship him and those who love him must reflect the same mercy. Look around you. If there's somebody who has offended you and rightly so, you are angry. There is something you can do for that person and you're not doing it or decided not to do it because of the offense. Now the person does not or may not deserve, if we go by the law or justice, the person may not be deserving of your help or your favor. But today the Spirit of God is saying to you that he's not calling you to go by justice or the law, but to stand on the principle of mercy and help who you can help. Bless who you can bless. Don't let people take advantage of you. That's very important. That's very, very important. We are in a society where people sometimes think that they can take advantage of you because you are generous. That's not, that's not right. And if you have that habit under the sound of my voice, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It can be very discouraging and demoralize people who are genuinely, genuinely in a position to help us. Beyond that, let this revelation, enlightenment from the word of God 
position you in such a way that today you will reach out to the mercy of God and you will not keep it, but you let that mercy flow through you to the glory of Christ. May the good Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, grant you so much mercy to meet your every need. In Christ's name, I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal, saying bye for now, and the mercy of God be with you, your family, and everyone within your sphere of influence. In Jesus' name, I have prayed and call it done. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024. 0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Oh Lord,